Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 16th of October, the 289th day of 2023, with only 76 days ahead of us on our way to 2024. David Baker's poem, Childhoods, tells us this. I miss the cold, but not the cold breaking, not the small limbs sheared, nor the ice pick cold, white wind working its way through you, no matter your coat and gloves, and no matter the blue scarf someone tied and tucked tight. Among other observances, Maine began this past week by celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day, and in turn, efforts continue on the part of Maine's four federal recognized tribes, the Passamaquoddy, the Penobscot, the Maliseet, and the Mi'kmaq, to restore tribal treaty obligations to the Maine Constitution. Penobscot Nation Ambassador Malian Bryan is ever optimistic. We are making friends, not losing friends, she told a gathering of more than 200 people outside the State House in Augusta on Monday a week ago. Of course, many issues concerning indigenous peoples in the United States are constantly surfacing. In my home state of Colorado recently, near the popular ski resort of Purgatory in the southwest corner of the state in the San Juan Mountains, yet another portrayal of abuse and cultural destruction has come to light at Fort Lewis College, site of the previous Fort Lewis Indian boarding school for 17 years in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, when an estimated 1,100 children from 20 native tribes attended the school, where investigations have revealed at least 31 students died. The tribes included among the student population were the Cherokees, the Southern Ute, the Ute Indian tribe of Ure, and the Uanta Reservation, the Navajo, the Mescalero Apache, the San Carlos Apache, the Hikaria Apache, or Pueblo, the Catawba, the Tohono Odom, the Hopi, the Paiute, the Pima, the Pueblo, the Taos Pueblo, the Isleta Pueblo, the Laguna Pueblo, the Rancheritos Pueblo, and the Wyandot. Tomorrow in Maine is the 76th anniversary of the Great Bar Harbor Fire of 1947, which began near Dolliver's Dump off the Crooked Road in Hull's Cove, when Maine hadn't seen rain for over a hundred consecutive days, and the landscape had largely become a massive tinder pile, including the upper layers of the many peat bogs that are on Mount Desert Island. Strong winds fanned the flames, and eventually, over the course of several days, nearly half of Acadia National Park on the eastern half of the island would burn. Fast forward to 2023 regarding Mother Nature's artistic talents and Maine's Department of Agriculture reports that fall colors in northwestern Maine are past peak. Northeastern and southwestern Maine have peak foliage conditions, with similar peak colors expected currently during mid-October in southeastern, central, and southern regions of Maine. Heavenward tonight, look at the northeast horizon for the constellation Auriga the Charioteer and its brightest star Capella, flashing alternately red, blue, and green relative to Earth's layer of atmosphere close to the horizon.
Near Capella, also called the Goat Star, is a small triangular asterism, or star cluster, known as the Kids, which Auriga the charioteer is carrying in his left arm. Today in 1775, Portland, Maine was burned by the British. Today in 1847, Charlotte Bronte's Jane Eyre was published. Today in 1854, on the lawn of the Peora. Peoria, Illinois County Courthouse, Abraham Lincoln denounced recent federal legislation extending slavery. Today in 1859, abolitionist John Brown led 21 men on a raid of the federal arsenal at Harper's Ferry, Virginia. Today in 1916, Margaret Sanger opened the first birth control clinic in the U.S. at 46 Amboy Street, Brooklyn. Today in 1936, aviatrix Jean Batten reached Auckland, New Zealand after flying solo from Kent, England in a record 11 days and 45 minutes. In 1962, the Cuban Missile Crisis began. In 1968, on the 200 meters award podium at the Mexico City Olympics, Americans Tommy Smith and John Carlos gave the Black Power salute to protest racism and injustice against African Americans. Today, in 1984, South African Anglican Archbishop Desmond Tutu won the Nobel Peace Prize. And today, in 1986, Nigerian poet and playwright Wole Soyenka became the first African to receive the Nobel Prize in Literature. Today in London in 1925, Angela Brigitte Lansbury was born to a lumber merchant father who died when she was nine and to a stage actress mother named Moya, whom Angela loved to watch from the wings. In 1925... In 1939, to escape German bombing of England, the remainder of Angela's immediate family moved to America, where Angela was soon singing in nightclubs while supplementing that income by wrapping gifts in a department store. She gradually worked her way to Hollywood, where she visited every film studio and finally won the role of the Cockney maid in the 1944 film Gaslight, earning an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor actress, a feat she repeated in her next film, 1945's The Picture of Dorian Gray. For many of the early years in her career, Angela Lansbury often played nasty women who were older than she actually was. Among those roles was her performance as the mother of Lawrence Harvey's character in 1962's The Manchurian Candidate, a film which didn't receive wide release until 1987 because studio executives felt that 1963 and shortly after was not an appropriate time to release a movie depicting a president. Presidential assassination. In the mid-1960s, however, Angela says she decided to change her image. I just stopped playing bitches on wheels and people's mothers. I have only a few more years to kick up my heels. And that decision soon led to the lead in the Broadway smash hit Mame, for which she won a Tony, and again two years later for Dear World. Meanwhile, her mother died of cancer, her Malibu home burned, and her two children were bordering on drug addiction, something which became the prime concern of Angela and her husband, Peter, who moved everyone to rural Ireland to escape America's drug culture. Once her child 
children had had recovered, Angela returned to Broadway, winning another Tony, her third, that one for Gypsy, and then a fourth, this time for Sweeney Todd. Then came what would become her most successful role as Jessica Fletcher in the television series Murder, She Wrote, the character with over 200 close associates who have been murdered, and yet she continues to be invited to house parties. Today is also the birthday in 1758 of American lexicographer Noah Webster, in 1854 of Irish poet, playwright, and novelist Oscar Wilde, in 1886 of the first Prime Minister of Israel, David Ben-Gurion, in 1888 of American playwright Eugene O'Neill, in 1890 of Irish revolutionary leader Michael Collins, in 1898 of Maine-born American Supreme Court Justice William O'Douglas, in 1900 of Italian painter Primo Conti, in 1923 of American actress Linda Darnell, in 1927 of German novelist and playwright and Nobel Prize laureate Gunter Grass, in 1928 of American feminist Mary Daly, in 1946 of American actress Suzanne Summers, in 1947 of American guitarist and singer Bob Weir, in 1958 of American actor Tim Robbins, and in 1977 of American guitarist and singer-songwriter John Mayer. For more on Omaine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the fourth official week of autumn and to the 41st week of 2023.